Episode 34 with Sean Afkamenia on the Nine Point Start With A Dream Podcast. Welcome to Nine Point Started With A Dream Podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm coming to you from Scottsdale, Arizona. This episode, um, we have my boy Sean Afkamenia. He is the CEO, technical director, just leading the charge for Footy Factory. It's an academy out in Dallas, but it's more than just a soccer academy. It's a facility. It's going to be a, it's a, it's a pro team. It's a youth team. It's really He's really kind of making, making everything he wish he had growing up as a soccer player and kind of reinvent the game for these other athletes. So great episode here, kind of how he's grown through this whole process. He's in year six of it. Got some great things on the way, and hope you enjoy, and let's get to it. So, Sean, question to ask everybody, everyone comes on is, when you're younger as an athlete, what was one of your bigger dreams or goals you to achieve? Yeah, I mean, obviously for me, and I think, you know, any uh, soccer player, like, the dream is to go pro, and, and that was always my dream. And, and um, you know, I, I felt that I could have done that had I had, you know, what I am providing my players now, my kids and everything. And, and I just felt that I didn't really get uh, the platform that I needed to to maximize my own personal potential, and so I felt like I had, you know, um, the natural ability, but it just wasn't fine tuned to the point to reach the highest level. And um, just going into college, you know, I, I played uh, at West Texas A&M, and and going there and seeing the level of some of the international players that I played with, my teammates and everything. And, it just, uh, you know, I saw that they were just on a completely different level in terms of their technical and tactical uh, understanding of the game. And and I just felt that there was a huge hole that was missing here in the youth soccer landscape in, in Dallas and really across the country. And, um, you know, kind of decided at that point it was pretty much too late for me, you know. So I figured I might as well uh, – try and make a difference and, and help the, the next generation coming through um, reach their goals. So now for me, my my dream is to coach at the highest level. I want to be a professional manager, and I have all the time in the world to do that. Awesome. I love that. And so, so just kind of through the early years, like when you were playing soccer, how did you – what was it like for you to learn the game? Then how – were you just soccer only? Were you other sports as well or just – yeah, I, uh, I played all sports growing up. I felt like I was a pretty well-rounded athlete, you know, just had the natural ability to just pick up anything and, and, and be pretty good at it. Um, obviously, as I got a little bit older, then, you know, with my body type and everything, I figured out what sports I would have the best chance to succeed at. And so um, about ninth grade is or sorry probably about seventh or eighth grade is whenever I started focusing solely on soccer um and uh then I just you know committed myself fully to that but realized that you know at that point there were already other players uh, around me that had been specializing in the sport um since an early age and so you know, I do think it is important for athletes to play multiple sports growing up, but only up to a certain point. Um, it's it's obviously important to develop that overall athleticism in a player, um, in any athlete. But, you know, at some point they, they really need to make sure that they're spending all of their time and energy learning 
the, the ins and outs of their specific sport that they want to focus on, especially for a sport like soccer. You know, it's not an athleticism-based sport. It's a, it's a very technical sport. And, you know, without the, the proper training, uh, you miss out on a lot of the details that you need to, you know, maximize your potential. So, lad, you kind of got to college. You kind of started realizing this. When did you get the idea for for the business and for footy? Yeah, it was uh, my senior year in college. Um, I I was taking a business management course, and our final project for that course was just to develop a fictitious business plan. And I already had this idea for Footy Factory, which started as just a soccer specific training facility. Because uh, every time I would come back home from, from college, I was always looking for places where, you know, I could train, and but I could also play. And it, there just really wasn't anything like it. And, um, you know, I'd have to go to one place to get my physical training in and somewhere else to actually get my technical training and somewhere else to, you know, play and, and get those minutes in. And so I just felt that there was a need for – a place where you can do everything all in one. And so that's where, where the idea started. Um, and then coming out of school, I, you know, thought that the best way to set myself down that path was to be managing a, a local indoor facility to just kind of learn the trade and, and, um, you know, get my foot in the door there, but quickly realized that it wasn't for me. Like I didn't really want to, uh, be in that industry and I wanted to be more hands-on on the soccer side of it. And so then uh, just decided to start building Footy Factory from the ground up and build the substance to eventually go inside of the facility. So the last five years have just been building out the structure for the entire academy. So there's like a lot of athletes that kind of want to, you know, become coaches. They want to own their own facilities. What would be like your advice on them to kind of figure out how to take that journey or how to take that leap? Yeah, just start small. Um, you know, obviously you need to have the end goal in mind and, and um, you need to have big dreams and, and goals, but um, don't bite off more than you could chew. Like be smart, you know, um, keep your expenses as low as possible and just make sure you're able to, to survive off of what you're doing uh, because you got to dedicate yourself fully to it. And if you're not all into it, then you know, you're just going to be spinning your wheels and not really going anywhere. So I definitely think it's important to um, start small and build slowly. So that way, you know, it's actually uh, real and sustain sustainable. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people will go in with funding and, and that's one way of doing it. But I just think that um, building from the ground up is, is the only real way to do it. Awesome. So, so with you, so, so how many years are you into it now? This is, we're entering year six. So we just completed our fifth year in business. Oh, wow, man. That, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so as you kind of look at from where you first started to where you are today, what would be, what would you say is like the biggest lesson you've learned so far? There's been so many lessons along the way. I don't know if I could just narrow it down to one, but, um, you know, the biggest thing is just don't, don't let other people dictate your actions. Like if you believe in something, if, if, if you know that what you're doing is right, 
then put your head down and get to work and just keep pushing forward until, you know, your vision comes alive. That, that's a good one right there. That's, that's real good. So, so as you continue to grow, so, so, so you started out with just kind of youth, youth, right? So just kind of youth training. Yeah. So, so how have you developed more as, as the years come? How, the, how has the vision kind of expanded? Yeah, so um, it, it's obviously important to have that end goal in mind. So, so for us, that end goal is to have our own facility. Uh, we have camps, training programs, leagues, tournaments that we run year-round, and that's really the meat of our business. Um, and then that feeds into our youth academy team. So we want to have our – at the moment, we have uh, six youth teams all on the boys' side. Um, but eventually we want to have that filled out both boys and girls from U6 all the way through U18. And then that will then feed into our professional sides on, uh, for both men's and women's. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's our end goal. And, and, and the way that we started was just, you know, just me training a few kids one-on-one. When we registered the business, I just picked up a few kids that I was coaching at a local high school and just started working with them one-on-one. After, you know, a few months, we moved into a facility and were able to, uh, you know, get a revenue share type of deal going with them because we weren't in a position to uh, pay a flat rent. So, you know, getting a deal like that was important to just kind of get our feet off the ground. And... um, and then from there, started organizing some, some proper training classes. And so we had different age groups forming. Um, then I had a few coaches come on to help me. So it wasn't just me anymore. Um, and then from there, we started organizing different programs and different classes. So uh, then we eventually started putting camps together and small-sided futsal teams. And then uh, by year three, year four, I think, we – organized our first official outdoor academy team and then um, that first year we had two teams and then the next year we grew to five uh, and now we have six at the moment this is our second full year um, with those outdoor academy teams and next year we fully expect to have over 10 and and we have our professional side starting up this spring as well so like I said it's just baby steps every day it's just uh just adding bits and pieces to round out the structure and just always keeping that end goal in mind and not letting, you know, not getting distracted by other things. You know, it's very easy sometimes I think to get pulled in different directions um, based on, you know, maybe where it would be more profitable. Um, But for us, you know, we've always, we've always just kept that, uh, that that final des- destination in sight and and not let money pull us in different directions and that's very hard to do considering we don't have money to work with and so um that's the biggest thing is just staying disciplined and staying on your path so going back to the money thing right so you know money is kind of how you keep life going xyz so so when you were starting out and you're kind of trying to figure out how do I fund this? How do I make sure, you know, I can eat a little bit too, right? How do you go yeah. about that? How, how do you kind of go about figuring out that part? Well, obviously you need to know exactly what it costs for you to live. Like you need to have your budgets in order. 
both on the business side and on the personal side. And I had to, you know, I went through, uh, several learning lessons, you know, just kind of getting personal and business expenses mixed together and kind of muddying the waters a little bit there. Um, but once I got that in order, then, you know, figuring out exactly what I needed to make personally to just pay my expenses, rent, food, you know, uh, car payment, whatever, just, you know, personal bills there. Um, then once I figured that out, you know, I would pay myself only the amount that I needed to survive. And so I literally did not have any extra funds to, to do anything fun. You know, it was just about, um, taking care of business and, and, and moving forward. And, and then obviously, you know, once you have that in order and the business expenses in order, then you can start to grow and build up a little bit of uh, a profit margin. And um, now we're at a point where, you know, I've only been paying myself what I needed to, to live for the past, you know, three, four years. Um, and now that we have a staff around me, well, I'm, now I need to make sure that I have enough money to be able to pay my staff. And so that means cutting out my salary entirely. And so now what I'm doing is I'm, you know, working on the side uh, to basically make the money I need to pay my personal expenses so that I don't have to pay myself through the business at all and I can use that money to pay the staff that I need to continue operating and to continue growing as well. Almost kind of pacing the ground a little bit. Exactly, man. So as you so as your, your journey's going, you're getting you getting you're getting more traction, you're kind of growing in, in the Dallas area, you know. Um so how did you go about the journey when it comes to this pro team? How do you how how do you go about that process in a sense? Yeah. So, um, with that, you know, that's always been part of the plan. Um, I kind of figured it would be kind of the last piece that we would put in place after we've completed the rest of the structure. But, um, you know, there's some new leagues popping up around the U S and, uh, we found one called the UPSL that, that, provided us an opportunity to maybe um, put that plan in place a lot sooner than we expected. And, and so the, the, the startup costs with it were pretty small and, and we felt it was the right time to make that move because of the traction that the league was getting. Um, so we just decided to do it. And I, I invested a little bit of my own money to just get into the league. And um, now it's just about figuring it out as we go. And so there's obviously going to be a lot of overhead that comes with it. And um, right now we're just kind of trying to put all the pieces in place. We have two months till the season starts. So we've got to, uh, you know, obviously we're having open tryouts right now. So we're, we got to complete the roster and, and get that finalized. We need to hire a head coach. Um, we need to, you know, start selling season tickets and getting, you know, a fan base built up. And then obviously um, we also need to, to go and generate some sponsorships as well. And so what we've done with, with our situation is, is a little bit different because a lot of the pro teams that, that are popping up are just, you know, the way that they are trying to build their fan base is just through the community. And, and that works, I guess, to a certain extent. But with us, we already have our youth academy in place. So we already have a brand following. and the way that we're going to build our fan base is through our youth academy. So we have, we're running a contest right now, actually with all of our, 
youth players to see who can sell the most season tickets before the season starts. And um, so we just kind of created a little sales force through them. And, and we're confident that we'll be able to, you know, establish a strong fan base right away in the first season. And then as our youth academy continues to grow, our fan base for the professional team will continue to grow as well. Um, and then sponsorships are going to be key too. So we just landed our first official sponsorship this week, actually yesterday. Um, so that's exciting. And now it's just about going and, and, and getting some more and, and continuing that momentum. So when it comes to sponsors right now, are you looking for more monetary value? Are you looking for equipment? What kind of, what are you looking for sponsor wise? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, obviously the monetary side of it is, is important. We have to, we have to be able to generate revenue through sponsorships because eventually we want to create a free youth academy. Um, but obviously there are expenses that come with running our youth academy teams. So we can't just make it free. We have to be able to supplement it with revenue that is coming from a different source. And so um, generating that sponsorship money is, is, is crucial. So we definitely need to do that. But at the same time, we want to bring in sponsors or attract sponsors that also bring value to our organization through, you know, whether it's a product or service that they offer or whether it's just a, a big brand name that will attract attention. Um, so, you know, we're looking at, industries in in the health and wellness realm um you know uh right now we're partnered with a a physical therapist so that covers like the injury prevention and and strength and conditioning side of what we do we also need to you know partner up with uh nutrition companies whether that's you know uh smoothie factory or smoothie king or you know just any uh water company or other sports drinks, that kind of thing. Uh, whether it's actual nutritionists or a restaurant that sells healthy food. Um, and then, you know, obviously then, so we have the, the injury prevention side where we also need the recovery side of it as well. So, you know, we're looking at different uh, cryotherapy studios and, and yoga studios and things like that, that, that actually add value to what we're doing. Um, and, and kind of just brings everything full circle and allows us to maximize each player's potential. So, so when it comes to that, then what, what's the best way people kind of reach out to you when it comes to sponsorships? Yeah. Um, you can reach out to me via email. My email is Sean S E A N at footyfactory.us, And that's F O O T Y factory.us. Our website is www.footyfactory.us. And then, um, you can follow us on social. Uh, we have social accounts for both Footy Factory as a whole and then FF Premier as well, our professional team. So um, you can find those tags on our website as well. Awesome. So one last question for you, Sean. So if there's a parent listening right now, why why should they have, and then in doubt there, why should they have their athlete come to Footy Factory over any other academy in, in Dallas? Well, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of answers that I can give for that. Um, what we're doing is, is, is completely different from the structure of any other organization, any other competition that we have. 
But the main thing is we are going to provide a platform for kids of all socioeconomic backgrounds to develop to their maximum potential and actually give them a real chance to reach the highest level through our professional setup as well. Um, you know, we really take a hands-on approach and, and, and we really wrap our arms around each kid to make sure that we are allowing them to become the best player and person that they can be, um, teaching them the values, the character uh, traits that are going to lead to success, not only in sport, but in all of life. Perfect. Perfect. And kind of empowering the athlete. That's awesome. Exactly. Exactly. Man, I think coming on, like, I think what you're doing is awesome. And I, can you, like, when I first started, you're like, you're, you're like one of the first articles I did on the, on the site. So I love seeing your journey and seeing the growth that you guys are taking right now. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. We're, like I said, we're just day by day, step by step. Just, you know, everything that we've done has all been part of the plan. And we're excited to see uh, in five years where we're at and how far we've come. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.